Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Won't you give me that boom, boom, boom? Cause I like that style, style, style. Hey, welcome to Mad Truth Podcast with Dr. Gina. Are you ready for some mad truth today? I realized there is such a simple three-pronged strategy to end the war if this administration really wanted to. I could give them the exact formula to do it. Biden could stop Putin today. All he needs to do is use the proven tactics that President Reagan used to take down the Soviet Union. President Reagan's strategy against the Russians in the 80s would have actually been a great lesson for the Biden administration if they cared to look at what actually works. I don't think that Democrats are very interested in what works. They've demonstrated it over and over again in this administration. But if they were to look, they would know that no shots needed to be fired. And the United States became stronger because of what Reagan did. Reagan had several prongs involved in his Cold War against the Soviet Union. And he was taking on a much bigger enemy at that time than uh, than the United States or the rest of the world faces now in Russia. What he did was genius and effective. President Reagan ramped up military spending. He increased the defense budget by over 40%. That sends a message. Part of that's PR too, and we'll get to that in a minute. But that included the creation of his space program, as you know, called SDI. Remember that? Strategic Defense Initiative. And the media, instead of taking him seriously and backing him as their commander-in-chief, who was strong, peace through strength, demonstrated it again and again, the media mocked it. And they nicknamed it the Star Wars program. And they relentlessly attempted to brand President Reagan as some sort of dunce who was a former actor who knew nothing about foreign policy. By the way, these are the same clowns on your establishment media, corporate media networks that today are all about the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, who is was also an actor and I believe even did some comedic work and some reality TV. So all the things they said about Reagan and all the things they said about Trump are kind of wrapped up in Zelensky, and yet you won't hear the corporate media say anything uh, criticizing him for his former career, right? If anything, they're saying, oh, this has made him more charismatic, et cetera, et cetera. Reagan never got that kind of praise. Trump never got that kind of praise. This proves it's all about the global elite. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. So they tried to brand Reagan as some sort of um, idiot who was just a former actor, knew nothing about foreign policy. But we know, and because history always proves out, that uh, the Soviets were enraged that the U.S. could own space and potentially shoot their weapons right out of the sky with the SDI program. So in response, the Soviets ramped up their spending on programs. But Soviet money doesn't come to them like a capitalist nation. In a capitalist nation, the very, the very, mm, what's a good word? Effervescence, right, <laughs> of capitalism begins to enhance all elements across an economy. And 
Vladimir Putin simply doesn't have that. Not only are they obviously not a capitalist economy, but also people that live in Russia don't know how to be capitalists. They don't know how to compete. You compete too much in Russia and you'll find yourself dead somewhere with a bullet to the back of your head. Soviets can't compete. So a lot of the money that Soviets had came from the wheat fields of Russia. And that really hasn't changed. Wheat changed at all. Wheat has been in the top three biggest Soviet exports. And President Reagan just absolutely freed our farmers to produce again. Instead of the world buying Russian wheat now, they were buying it from the United States and other Western countries that Reagan worked with in this effort. And although as grain prices came down, it was extremely tough for American farmers so, you know, you've got you've to be the kind of president that can come in and, and make sure the farmers stay okay. But farmers are usually pretty red-blooded Americans. A lot of farmers are military. A lot of farmers come from a military family. They've fought in wars. They had parents that fought in wars. They understand that there's sacrifice involved. It's as if Joe Biden has forgotten the element of sacrifice. When we are facing down our biggest enemies like China and Russia, we better be ready to make some sacrifices. So there was some pain felt during the Cold War because of Reagan's strategy, and that was especially in the American heartland. But how many times have you heard them complain about it? I'm from the heartland. Let me tell you, that is where the people that are salt of the earth come from. There is a cultural difference between people from the heartland that is, is really hard to enumerate, but I hear it all the time. You know how I know this? It's kind of a funny thing. All the time, my you know single male friends are saying to me, do you, do you know any single females, single friends of yours? Do you, you know, are you, either of your daughters single? You know, they all want to know because you know why? Because they want, they'll whisper, they want a girl from the heartland. In fact, I did my PhD on the topic of the heartland. I called it love in the heartland, the experience of extraordinary love. And I did a very in-depth study on what makes love last through the lifespan. Studying that in the heartland, it's a good darn place to study the topic of love. Because there is sort of a cultural steadfastness in the Midwest that can handle hard times. Farmers know how to handle hard times. Military people know how to handle hard times if they've seen combat, if they even knew combat as a child. This next generation, I worry about because we tell them that they should feel battered and bruised when someone calls them by the wrong pronoun or they don't have a bathroom with a little picture, little stick man figure of them specifically. Or if they're the wrong gender to have a baby, government's supposed to pay to make that happen. The list goes on and or, or, or change their gender. I mean, the, the list goes on and on of, of what, what feeling oppressed is by the definition of the elites, especially the coastal elites. I live, on the, I live on the East Coast. I moved here from the West Coast. I love living on the coast. It's beautiful. But my point here is that Americans are happy to join together and make sacrifices if it's real and it will work to protect us against our enemies. The one place Americans don't want to cooperate is when there's no proof of it. There's no evidence of it. And we saw this just now in two years of COVID madness, right? We were told this will work. 
15 days to slow the spread. Oh, we've got the vaccine for you. This is going to cure what ails you. Oh, we've got the booster for you. This is going to cure what ails you. Oh, we've got the, the medicines that you can't have, like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. You can't have those. And if your doctor pr- tries to prescribe them or your pharmacist, we'll put them out of business. You're very welcome. And you can die in the meantime. Oh, let us put you on remdesivir. Let's destroy your organs in the hospital while you're breathing through a mask as you have a respiratory infection. Oh, put your relative in complete confinement, in prison, basically, with no visitors, your elderly relative, and let us just go ahead and stick some COVID patients in there and kill them off. We know what doesn't work. Americans are smart. And Americans kind of can't believe, as they're looking backward over COVID, that they fell for some of this. And it reminded Americans of a lot of other lies they're being told right now. One of the biggest lies they're being told right now is the absolutely wholeheartedly disproven war on energy. This, this, this whole line that the left loves to push about an environmental catastrophe being imminent. They've been saying that since the 1960s. I was raised by a liberal dad who told me every week that the world was going to end if I didn't recycle, never had children. I have five. Um, and I can't even tell you the plethora of things. My dad is still a, a, a radical leftist environmentalist liberal. He believes in zero population groups. He, believe, he believes the government should tell you how many children you can have. Remember China? It's kind of like that. So there are a lot of fascist ideas on the left. And one of the very worst one, one of the very worst one is their environmentalist lies. Because another aspect of Reagan's Cold War strategy that would behoove Joe Biden to pay any attention to was taking the reins off of American oil producers and ramping up our oil production. Not only gave us a great advantage to produce energy here, it also dramatically lowered the price of oil on the world market, the whole world market. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, welcome back to Mad Truth with Dr. Gina. Hoping that you are ready for some mad, mad truth because we're going to give it to you every single day here. And uh, as I was saying to you before the break, there are just some simple things that Joe Biden could do. Three of them, really. In the model of Reagan, but even going beyond that because you have to incorporate the model of the one Donald Trump who knows how to negotiate, knows how to um, create economy, right? So... I want to get back to this topic because I think it's really important to note um, that Jen Psaki, I believe it was today in a press conference, 
said, oh, well, you know, those on the far right are saying we should open the uh, or, or start the pipeline construction again. But they know that wouldn't have any effect at all on oil production for years. Yes, Jen. And that's because Joe Biden stopped production of uh, stopped uh, construction of the pipelines. That's why. But where are we going to be in a year? You think you think Vladimir Putin's just going to retire to his bunker and leave us alone with weak Joe Biden? Not a chance. Not a chance. So if those pipelines were up and going in a year or two, um, that gives us some, we call that future security and investment. It's kind of an important thing. All right, so pipelines, that's the first thing. Also, I think it's important to note that in 2021, we buy 670,000 barrels of oil from Russia a day. 670,000 barrels from Russia every single day. If you didn't hear my last podcast where I talked about what is exactly going on with Vladimir Putin regarding the mental state of him, why he chose this moment to invade, um, please go back and listen to it because it was good. U.S. oil production is down 1.5 million barrels a day since 2019. That's what Joe Biden has done. That's what he's done. That's what his stupid clean energy BS has done. U.S. oil production down 1.5 million barrels since 2019. So opening the pipelines, Jen, let's just not pretend like that wouldn't give us some future assurances. And the fact is this crisis is not going to be over in a year if Joe Biden is still there. So we should open them or build them. Also, we should open new drilling in public lands. Think about Alaska. 65% of public lands in Alaska um, 65% are, are owned public lands in Alaska. 65% of land in Alaska, I'll get this, is public lands. Uh, in California, 15 million acres. So this is just to give you an idea, especially coastal states, they do a lot of this stuff. If we combined construction on the pipelines, offshore drilling, new drilling in public lands, imagine what would happen. Now, Jen Psaki had the unmitigated gall to actually blame current private oil producers for the state of affairs when she's not blaming Putin, she's blaming them. I'm um, saying, well, they're not doing a lot. Some of them aren't even some of them aren't even drilling like they just stopped like in some rebellious act since Trump. I don't even know what she was inferring. Of course not, Jen, because they know that you're doing everything you can to shut them down in this administration. They don't know what tomorrow will bring. As business people, you don't invest big when the future isn't there for your business. But we have anti-American leaders in control of public lands, and that is honestly the problem. That is honestly the problem, because if we had pro-American, American-loving, America-first-type leaders, imagine that, who controlled the public lands— We'd already be drilling everywhere we could drill for national defense purposes. You know this. Every single dollar our prices go up on oil results in billions of dollars in Putin's pockets. So no one can say, no one can say with a, with a straight face, Gensaki, that they resist Putin or that they care about this thing, this conflict happening and people dying while they are denying offshore and public land drilling and pipelines because it would stop him dead in his tracks. That's just one way. The wheat's the first way. The oil is the second way. 
every citizen killed, every land taken, every war waged would end today if the Biden administration really wanted it to happen. The resources are there. The technology is there. The industriousness of the American people is there. Bottom line, they don't want it to stop. These globalist elites, they love war. They love war. And look, I'm, I'm not one of these people. I'm not a hawk. But I'm not one of these people that's a pacifist by any means. You know, you get in our face and I want to just annihilate you 100%. I think that's where most conservatives stand on these issues. They just, we just don't want wars that don't amount to anything. We don't want to send our troops into harm's way for no reason. If it's going to happen, we want it to be to protect the freedom of our republic and for humanitarian peace on earth, right? But the bottom line is, while they talk a tough game, they are war hawks. They don't want to solve this. The U.S. is funding this war right now. And none of this is really surprising when you consider that Joe Biden has a past and a relationship with Putin that has enriched Joe, his family, his friends, Western oligarchs personally, all at the expense of the people they are supposed to represent. I started to say the people that they were elected to represent, but we all know that that wasn't really an election so much. It was more like a theft. But there are leaders that were elected in other countries, other Western countries, the Western oligarchs, as I like to refer to them, like in Canada, like in France, where they simply have no backbone, but they're totally willing at every turn to compromise their people so that they can be enriched. And they'll spend decades in politics and they'll come out wealthier than ever before. And this problem is getting worse and worse. And this is why it's up to the American people to stand up. What Reagan did by producing so much oil was what actually lowered the price of oil on the world market. Oil was and still is Russia's top export, as I told you. In addition to domestic production, Reagan worked behind the scenes to encourage Middle Eastern oil producers to increase the supply on the world market. The Soviets took a huge hit in the pocketbook when their oil suddenly became worth a fraction of what it was when Jimmy Carter was president. Imagine how that went for them. Imagine the impact that would have right now. We already know. Look, Putin's tanks, they're having holes pop in them. They're, they're rusty. They're in poor operation. There isn't enough food for the convoy of military uh, folks he has invading in Ukraine. There's something off there. I mean, they're not well-funded. doesn't look like a well-fortified military going in there and kind of schlepping along. Imagine if we all of a sudden pulled the oil, pulled the oil rug out from under him. Imagine if we all of a sudden pulled the wheat rug out from under him as Reagan did. I'm going to come back in a moment. I'm going to talk to you about the PR war, the third prong of what would stop this war today if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cared to do it. Don't forget also, catch my television show every single night, 7 p.m. on Real America's Voice. That's 7 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Pacific. Real America's Voice, R-A-V. And you can find it anywhere you have a smart glass. So like your phone, your smart television, any place. We're everywhere. 
And um, and also don't forget to check out my columns at, and I wrote about all of this very much in depth at townhall.com. If you want to know more facts and figures, if you're like me and you're a researcher and you want to hear the details, check it out there. I'll be back in just a moment, continuing on the third prong of the Reagan plan that could stop this war today. Back in a moment. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and here we are again, Mad Truth Podcast with Dr. Gina. Are you ready for some more Mad Truth? The third prong, the third way that Joe Biden could stop this war today. He could follow Reagan's lead on wheat. He could follow Reagan and Trump's lead on oil. But he also waged a PR war against the Soviets. The most famous moment, you'll remember it, of course, was Reagan's speech at the Brandenburg Gate when he told the Soviets, tear down this wall because it was separating the free people in Western Europe from those imprisoned in the oppressive communist system on the other side of the wall topped by razor wire, right? And that moment is really, really important to me and my family. We've been there several times, got to go to the Brandenburg Gate with Rick Grinnell when he was ambassador, and he put in a a beautiful um, statue of Reagan up there. My kids all got to see that and commemorate that moment. They, of course, don't remember that. Um, I sort of do. Um, And I remember thinking when Reagan gave that challenge, in my young mind, even political novice at that point, I remember thinking, wow, imagine having the power of words just to say, tear down that wall and someone actually doing it. I remember thinking, they'll never do it. And then when they did it, I remember being Shocked to the point of intoxicated, just absolutely thrilled that that was able to happen. Standing up with some bumbling idiot on a television screen at a press conference or a State of the Union address, some guy who can't even read a prompter, some guy who confuses his own words, uh, calls Ukraine, Iran, all the rest of it, um, that's definitely not what we're talking about here. (laughs) And I know you know that. But it's funny because just years after that, my husband and I met and then ultimately even got married in the church at the very spot where Ronald Reagan, uh, or I'm sorry, Winston Churchill uh, warned of the wall ascending across Europe. And that is the Winston Churchill Memorial in Fulton, Missouri, in case you didn't know that. There's a little bit of unknown, pretty useless trivia, (laughs) but history for you. Um, My husband and I met there in that church that was brought brought over brick by brick. It was Winston Churchill's personal childhood church. 
And to commemorate that speech that he gave on that campus, um, they brought over the church brick by brick by brick. My husband and I met in the basement of that church at a blood drive. And then a few years later, we got married at that exact church, brought over brick, brick by brick. I'm not very good at saying that, am I? Brick by brick from, from England. Um, and it was just such a really cool thing to do the Winston Churchill Mu- Museum in England as well because it was such a special part. But also we got to see where Reagan came to the campus, to that church, and dedicated that huge piece of wall that was designed by Edwina Sandys, who is Winston Churchill's niece. And she had taken a huge piece of it. She'd carved out bodies running through it, basically, and they they put it right there all across one side of the Winston Churchill Memorial on our little campus where we met and married. So there's a lot more than you ever wanted to know about my history and my love of this part of history because this was such an amazing thing. And then I got to see Reagan dedicate the wall right there with my husband. Very cool. And we also went and chopped on the wall when it came down. That's what we did for our honeymoon. I should have known then how political we'd end up being (laughs) because if you take your honeymoon to go chop on a wall (laughs) in in East Germany, um, you might be a little bit of a political junkie. But Reagan really, this was, of course, his shining moment. This was a shining moment in American history. This was a shining moment in world history because he knew how to run the PR campaign. Reagan also sent funding and arms to freedom movements around the world the ones that were resisting the Soviet communist takeover of countries across Africa, Asia, and Latin America. And all of this worked. The USSR is on the ash heap of history unless Joe Biden continues to let this go and completely takes, you know, takes us, takes it back. Let's, let's Putin rebuild the USSR. And I guess, I suppose, I wouldn't put it out of the question for Joe Biden. I just really wouldn't. Every aspect of the Reagan strategy could be used today. Russia would immediately be knocked back on their heels and America would benefit greatly all at the same time. Contrast that, however, with what Joe Biden is doing right now. Biden is weakening our military and Putin can see it. The most important thing right now to Biden and our military leaders is forcing the COVID jab on the troops and kicking them out if they don't submit. And the ones who remain are trained in critical race theory and gender studies and sensitivities. Sensitivities for our soldiers. We don't need sensitive soldiers. We need strong, brave soldiers who understand how important it is to fight in the heat of a moment. Biden showed Putin what he does to people who beg for help from America. He's made that clear. They're ditched. They're left behind like Americans in Afghanistan. Biden has made it clear that he's not going to intervene to help anyone left behind in Ukraine. Biden and the left are throttling back American oil production, and this only makes Putin and the Russians richer every moment. Biden's actions have caused the price of oil to spike thanks to Joe Biden closing down our pipelines, restricting our domestic oil exploration. Russia's number one export is a lot more profitable. Thank you, Joe Biden. Every oil rig shut down by the Biden administration, every oil permit denied, every pipeline shut down in America hands more cash to Putin and fuels his military machine. But worst of all, Joe Biden looks weak and confused. Vladimir Putin had several phone calls with Joe lately, and judging from the bumbling way that Joe Biden handles 
fr- the friendly American press who love him, right, who are just there trying to prop him up. One can only imagine how idiotic and clueless he sounded on an hour-long phone call with Putin when he didn't have a prompter in front of him. If the Biden administration would do what Reagan did to uh, be effective against the Soviets, he could save lives around the world, make America stronger overnight, and squash socialism and communism once again. Biden was in the Senate during the Reagan presidency. So you could think, well, maybe Biden just, he doesn't know how to do this. Okay, but he was in the Senate during the Reagan presidency. And if you ever watch Joe Biden talk, the one thing he really does remember well, though, and this is very typical of patients um, with, you know, suggest, suggested dementia, uh, he remembers the past well. It's today that he has trouble holding it together. He, you know, he, he may fantasize a little about the past. He lies. He's always lied, though. That's, that's not, I don't think that's related to his mental decline. I, I think he's just a liar, um, when he talks about, you know, being places he hasn't been and doing things, he had, like, like being in the civil rights movement when he wasn't there, that kind of thing. Those are just, that's a character flaw, not a mental problem, not part of his mental decline. But Biden remembers when all of this went down during the Reagan presidency. He knows exactly what Reagan did, and he knows that it was effective. But don't hold your breath waiting for him to do what works. Joe has shown throughout his entire corrupt political career that he only does what is profitable for himself. So that's where we are, folks. Uh, But I think it's important that we understand what could be done and that we are able to enumerate that when people say ridiculous things like Jen Psaki saying, oh, opening the pipelines wouldn't even work. You know, first, Jen Psaki, stop your ridiculous, fake, trumped-up environmental crisis, world's going to end tomorrow, malarkey we we it has been disproven so many times it's not even funny we've got to focus on saving our country and unless you are for russia you would be employing these three steps that i just named that history has demonstrated for us right now all right guys thank you for being with me don't forget to watch dr gina primetime 7 p.m every single night during the week on real america's voice rav tv and that would be four pacific seven eastern also check out my columns at town hall for more on the mad truth the psychology i like to call it the polycology the politics and the psychology because it's the only thing unless you look at the psychology behind the politics it's the only thing that makes politics predictable if you don't look at it you can't understand it you can't predict it and it makes it really hard to control but you are in the driver's seat because you know the truth. All right, guys, thanks for being here. And you go boldly now and live the truth. Good night. Won't you give me that-